It's just the culture surrounding, yep. specifically surrounding pitch counts and just the the quarterback treatment that we're giving these pitchers. It's like, yeah. let let it eat just a little, please. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the 3-0-Take, where we talk all things Major League Baseball. Here's Kyle Corwin and Nate Reyes. It all starts right now. Welcome back to the Thrill Take, presented by Big League Chew. This is episode 272. I'll be your host, Kyle Corwin, and I'm here with my co-host, Nate Reyes. Nate. Yee yee. What's up? What's up? What's up? I am uh, feeling a little... I don't know if bitter is the right word. Feeling a little... A little spicy? No, no, no. Feeling a little sad, I guess you could say, that I'm not eligible for our... Instagram giveaway. If I'm being honest, yeah, it's understandable. Am it's I like, eligible technically, or no? Uh, I would say, considering you're on this call with me, you're probably not eligible. Probably just, not. Probably just a Here, gut feel there. Here's what I will say, and I'm, I'm not. I didn't just save this for the for the episode. I honestly just, you know, I thought about it yesterday. I don't know why I didn't say anything to you. I was like, because if you're watching on YouTube, you can see that. That is Cal Ripken right there. there. So I have yeah. I have that signed. So I told myself I said if I won I'm going to give it to you. I'm like it, like it. Uh, there's no point in me having a ball and a signed picture of him. So I was I was going to give you that. Wow, that's that's yeah. really thoughtful. Yeah, but I don't think I don't think either of us are going to win. Yeah, I so. don't I don't know if we're we're eligible for that. Yeah, Cal Ripken signed ball. I still don't know. I mean, it's got to be random. That I think uh, pristine auctions. Shout out pristine auctions for running this giveaway with us. Um, or I guess for us, um, I think they left it up to us. Like just pick the winner, tell us who it is, tell us what the address is and we'll have it, we'll have it out. <laughs> so I got to figure out how we're going to, we're taking bribes now. We're t- <laughs> taking bribes now. Yeah. I mean, you feel free to pay us. I mean, it's still a, it's still a steal. Even if you send us like a hundred yeah. bucks, that's still, still, still a, a bargain. Deal. I don't, what um, is that? priced at i mean last i checked i think it was worth like i know the sign like a signed picture i think i looked it up it's worth like three or four hundred bucks i think a ball is worth like what has the 700 right it has that logo on it like his uh his cal 8 logo yeah like the 20 seasons or whatever it was um so that might be might be a little more but yeah go uh if you haven't entered the giveaway for the Cal Ripken signed baseball, head over to our Instagram. I think you got about super one, easy one or one or two days left. Probably by the end of the the end of the week. I think. Yeah, super be, easy. Just go go follow both pages and leave a comment. Yeah, like the post and like the post. Simple. Leave a comment. Follow both pages. Super easy. Um, you, I had a little little note here before we got into baseball talk. You already mentioned it, but uh, our YouTube page going to keep growing that so if you haven't followed our youtube page uh well first of all if you're watching on youtube hello hello to our new uh youtube audience uh if you haven't subscribed to that go over and smash that button yeah gonna uh start we're gonna start diversifying a little bit we're gonna put up some different videos might even put up some stuff that's exclusive to youtube only so keep that in mind and uh head over and subscribe and then the the last thing I had here before we uh, got into things was a uh, little update on our 
I don't know if it was contest, but I put out, I'm sure you saw it. I put out that story a while ago or a couple of days ago on Instagram asking people, you know, what they wanted to call themselves, what, what the listeners, what the, mm-hmm. the crew wanted to call themselves, the, the three or take listeners and followers and, uh, got some, su- got some submissions, some better than others, but, uh, submissions nonetheless. Um, do you want me to just run through these and maybe we can yeah, let's, let's kind just of pick one, pick our top yeah. three or four and then, and yeah. then put out a poll. Cause I think I said I was going to put out a poll with like our, All right, that's fair. The top yeah. three or four. All right. So we've got, uh, let's see here. We've got the takers. That was one of the more common ones. One of the more easy mm-hmm. ones, I guess you could say. We've, so we've got the takers, mm-hmm. uh, another takers, we got the three O hackers, which I think is what something along the lines of what you. I think I there. said hackers, yeah. Uh, we got the bullpen, which I like. The bullpens. I mean, it's not necessarily related to the name, but like you yeah. know, it's just that it's I got like that, that baseball edge to it. Uh, another takers. We got Nate's nasties. Love that. That's cool. <laughs> Hates nasties. Um. Rave's content with the humor. He he says the three O take podcast listeners. Very, very Real funny. dry. Real dry. Very there. funny. Uh the three O dugout or just the dugout. Um another takers, three O take nation, sliders, another taker. A lot of people maybe it just has to be the takers by default, because it seems like the people just want to be called the takers. They are the one hearing our take. I mean, that's it makes sense. It adds up. The dugout, the sliders, the nuke, the three o nuke bombers. Whoa, that that's a mouthful. That escalated. Nate's nasties. I, I gotta love that. I can't really. I mean, again, I will say I. The the prompt was what do you to the listeners what do you want to be called like what do you want to call themselves call yourselves yeah and a lot of them said the takers so maybe they just want to be the takers the three o takers I don't hate it I don't hate it might use some could maybe could use some tweaking a little bit yeah gotta be something there it's gotta be gotta be something there all right well that's our uh, that's our starting point so fair. We'll just we'll Solid go with that effort. for now. We'll sleep on it. Maybe uh, yeah. I I I need to I need to warm up to that a little bit. Maybe swing back on that on on the weekend or next week I should say. Sleep on it over the weekend. Um. Our first topic of discussion today, my friend, Alec Bohm. Going back to Monday night makes three errors. I think all of them were throwing. If I recall, all throwing, all throwing. That's. Yeah. I would argue that's almost worse. Depends. If you miss one of them, one of them was that like weird slow roller in between the mound and shortstop where he's cutting across. He never should have thrown it. So that one, I don't really like. Yeah, no, you got to put that in your back pocket. It's still an error, but like that is more like a mental thing. Like you're already going through it. You're trying to make a spectacular play to make up. For what you've already done, yeah, you gotta you, know? you gotta just put that in your back pocket and live to see another day. 
But something about the throwing errors, I can speak from experience. It's almost different than a misplayed ball where it's like, yeah. okay, I didn't even really stand a chance at this point. But it's like you feel the ball cleanly. You make the throw. That's yips. That's just straight yips. Yeah. And then that, that kind of gets in your head. And yeah. then you shuffle can't really one recover. extra time, pat the glove one extra time. Yeah. And then you just That's start, yippy. You start trying to force it. You start trying to aim. When you start mm-hmm. trying to aim, that it, it's game over. And I think yep. that's, that's really what got to him. But uh, as I'm sure many have already heard, he, uh, they, they caught him on camera, says, I effing hate this place. They picked it up. He caught him red-handed, and he owned up to it after. He said, I said it. Do I mean it? No. It's a frustrating night for me, obviously. Made a few mistakes in the field. Look, these people, these fans, they just want to win. You heard it. We come back. They're great. I'm just sorry to them. I don't mean that. Got to say, I believe them. I We've all been there. Yeah. I, one of my favorite, I, and I don't even remember who tweeted it, but I saw I saw a tweet where it was like, Alec Bohm is one of us. We've all been at, at at our jobs or we've been at a place that we just don't enjoy and we've said, yeah. I hate this place, and then say, well, I was just I was in my emotions. I don't actually mean that. It was yeah. Like, Alec Bohm is just an average guy. He's he's one of us. He's a, he's an average Joe. Yeah. We've all been there. Yeah, I agree. And, I mean, it's it's I'm sure he's feeling a little bit of of pressure. You know what I mean? He had kind of a down year last year. You know, there's a lot of veteran guys coming into this lineup that just are straight boppers, so maybe you're a little jealous of them. You also got, you know, Stott potentially coming up and swooping his spot. So Swinging like, it pretty well. There's there's probably some added pressure to that. Um, but, I mean, that's what you got to do. You got to own up to it. 100% got to own up to it. Um, as far as the next day out... All right, let me let me ask you about this because I know we were going back and forth in it in the group chat, but I didn't see your response. So I was maybe thinking you were just going to sit on it until until we uh, hopped on the podcast. But did you think that the standing ovation that Alec Baum received the night after was genuine or not? I, I feel weird saying 50-50, but... I'm going to say I'm going to say genuine. And here's why. I think it would be ingenuine if it was the same fans returning. You know what I'm saying? If it was the same fans that gave you, you know, like the the Bronx cheer when you finally made your first throw after the three errors, right? Like that's one thing. If they're coming back the next day and then they're giving you a standing ovation, I think they're still trolling. But I think the fact that there's a new group of fans, they saw the comments, obviously. They saw the interview. I would lean towards genuine, honestly. Um, Just because it it is refreshing. Finally, we get somebody that just owns up to it. Like, we have people all the time that just won't own up to stuff. That's what I'm saying. All over media, all over politics, all over athletes, like, there's always some type of like excuse or, you know, trying to be squirmy around what happened, like just own up to it. And he did. Yeah. That was, that was my point this whole time is you find it, it's refreshing because you finally have, you have a guy that owns up to it. He's not trying to skirt like, no, like that's not what I said, even though you clearly saw what I said on TV. It's like, yeah, 
very, very clearly said it. He acknowledged it. And like I said, he admits to what we've all done. He's like, it's just a bad day at the park. It's a bad day at the old, the old job. We've all been there probably, probably more than we'd like to admit. I know I probably feel like that every day and I'm trying to work on getting better with that, but anything like it's not even just work. Like it could be anything you enjoy. I love golf. I will say that five times every round. I hate this game. I'm selling my clubs. Like it happens all the time. And then you get to 18. Enjoy the most. And then you're like, damn, I can't wait to come back out after you drain a 40 foot putt to save your 96 scorecard. I don't, it's just, it's, it's what we are. It's what we do. We get frustrated. He obviously cares. He's obviously not off to a great start and it's bugging him. And I saw like, um, I saw the video of, of Trevor Plouffe reacting to it on like the John boy stuff. And he was saying that like, uh, just turn into the skid. Like we're all here. We're, we're not here to play defense. Phillies are just going to hit, right? They're clearly not going to have a good defense. The problem is he's not hitting either. If he was hitting, he could have had fun with this. But he is really, truly struggling. Is he is he struggling, though? Because I actually looked. I, I, assume, I assume that was the case. And then I was like, let me just let me just double check his numbers. And I'm pretty sure. Is he doing okay? So he has. He's had nine plate appearances this year. Five ABs, three of those have been walks. Five ABs, three hits. So he's three for five. He's not getting his time though. He's not. He's not getting his. Yeah, time. Yeah, he's not getting his time because Stott has more, the, more uh, plate appearances. Than yeah. Him, so. so I think that's probably the the you know the center of the frustration. It's a very small sample size, no doubt. But that when he, he finally does get out there, yeah, and he gets a chance to play. He has three errors. Yeah, he's uh he's definitely pressing. It's safe to say. And even if even if he doesn't own up to that, it it can be assumed just like we yeah. said with the start situation and just the the offense that has been touted going into the season that they have. So, it makes sense. You, you hate to but, see I mean, it. Philly, but it's true. Philly is not it's not an easy place to play no, in. No, not at all. Like any sport across the board, Philly fan, like Philadelphia fans expect a lot they have high expectations and they're tough they're mean those fans are ruthless dude like they basically got Carson Wentz out of the Eagles organization on their own like they run people out of town do you think Alec Bohm is 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 gonna be able to deflect that in any way no it's gonna happen if they want it to happen so I think that was, the, in my mind, that's what leads to that they had the respect for him the way he answered it, and that's why I think the standing O was, was genuine. Sure, there was probably some some assholes in there, but... The poor kid was born in Omaha, Nebraska. The, I hate to say <laughs> it. I don't know if he's built yeah. for the Philly market. Put him, put him in... I mean, honestly, the places that come to mind, they already have their cornerstones. I'm thinking, like... Put him in like St. Louis. Put him in San Diego. It just. I would put him. I, I was thinking more like. Honestly, Kansas City. Put him in Kansas yeah, City. Can't put him no, there. But, but Bobby Witt's there at third. So I mean, I mean, maybe 
Seattle? If what Suarez Seattle? doesn't do his thing? I don't know. Go play in Miami. They obviously don't care about much. Put him in Miami. I hate, you hate to see it for the kid, though. Yeah, he, se- he I, seems like a good a good dude. And I like him. I honestly do like him. He's just in one of those unfortunate situations where, like you said, you got stock coming up behind him. Yeah. Um, and I think it's safe to say, probably going to surpass him if he hasn't already in the minds of that organization and its fans. Yeah. Uh, in terms of playing time and and this or that, but just tough. He might be just. He might just not be made for for Philly. Yeah, we've all been there, though. Yeah, all that to say, we've all been there. Um, Nate, the biggest topic of controversy in baseball the last twenty four hours: Clayton Kershaw getting pulled after seven innings of perfect baseball. Thirteen Ks. He had eighty pitches under his belt. What are your thoughts? So, I mean, it's obvious that, that that was the game plan coming out. You know, before before pitch first pitch is thrown, Dave Roberts says Clayton Kershaw agrees on 80 pitches. That's our limit. That's what we're going to. Um, you know, that's that's just the plan. My reaction initially is I felt bad for for Barnes behind the dish is it Barnes it was Barnes right it wasn't Will Smith catching that makes Who's sense play? Yeah. yeah Barnes I think Barnes was that's who I felt bad for and he watched I watched the video of like you know Kirsch giving like hugs in the dugout and you could see Barnes like looks at him like why are you hugging me and you could tell that there was he wasn't in the loop you could tell there was a little bit of a surprise. There's certain things that can happen in sports where you can deviate from the game plan. Um, and the truth is, I, I making a chance at you know making history is is going to be one of those things you can deviate for. A chance at the 24th perfect game in Major League Baseball history. I'm tired of hearing these people say, well, it's early. It's not worth it. I think a no-no is a different story. A perfect game. Sorry. You just you got to go for it. You owe it to baseball, I think. He, as a competitor. As a competitor and as a veteran who's been here before. Like, he's... He's not some young prospect who you gotta you gotta rein in. You gotta watch his his like a Ross Stripling that had a no no in his debut that Dave Roberts pulled. Different circumstance, but still relevant. And I get it. He missed he missed time in the postseason with with forearm issues. I understand that. But he was only at 80 pitches. Yeah. At the very least, at the very least, let him start the inning. If he goes out and gets one out within the first one or two pitches. Let it ride. Let it ride. Yeah. I think you're just assuming it's like, okay, well, 80 pitches. 
let's uh, let's let's average that out. He's probably going to finish the day with with a hundred plus. You don't necessarily know that, and we're not, and, and we won't know that because he was never given the chance. And and the the other thing that people say is they they point back to Johan Santana's in twenty twelve or his, his no hitter. They said, "Well, do we remember what happened there? His career pretty much was was ended after that. After they let him ride it." Write it out to 134 pitches. He was at 134 pitches. Clayton Kershaw needed six outs, and he was yeah, at he's 80 not going pitches. Another, he's not going another 54 pitches. Do you realize how efficient you have to be to make it to the eighth with 80 pitches under your belt? Yeah. I mean, that's. I think it's a different story if it was through six than 80 pitches. Knowing nine outs, probably only 15 or 20 pitches to work with to get there. Okay, that's one thing. But through seven... Through seven, we got to give that a run. We got to give it a chance. I did pull some stuff on the contrary of understanding where Kershaw is because I think it's less about build up for this year. It's more of what he's dealt with, and I know you kind of mentioned, you know, the injury. Um, after July third last year, he threw a total of fifteen in a third innings. This spring, he threw a total of 11 and two-thirds innings. So his comments, and you, what did he, what was his quote? Right? He said that, he said, you can blame me for not picking up, you know, a baseball. All yeah, winter since during January. the lockout. Blame the lockout and then, you know, blame me for not picking up a baseball. Which I know Why? people are, I know. <laughs> What do you what do you mean why? Why why aren't you picking up a baseball? I understand the injury stuff. I understand but like as a veteran as a competitor you're going to keep doing your thing. You're going to keep riding it out. And if you think that I I can't imagine anyone else just saying, "Yeah, I'm good. Let's I'm I'm done. Move it to the next guy." It just, it doesn't make sense. It doesn't add up for me. I don't like it. It, it rubs me the wrong way. And it, it's like, there's certain things you, you do and don't do in, in baseball. And I think this just kind of spat all over any, any veteran pitcher ever. Anybody that's ever been on the mound in a major league game would say, I, I would, and any catcher, like I said, for Barnes would be like I I would chase that until my arm fell off you're going to tell me Nolan Ryan is going anywhere even in today's game it's the mentality that I think can overcome that physical ability and how many pitchers have thrown I mean we can even include no-nos how many pitchers have done that on a no-no or perfect game and said, I felt like trash all day. David Wells was still drunk from the night before when he threw his perfect game. And he was completely hung over. You've had guys saying, I had no feel for my slider. Certain things just happen. Certain things just line up in this game. 
despite how we feel as an individual or as a competitor. They just happen. It's just the way it goes. You know? A certain ball can be fair or foul by a couple inches, and that's just the way baseball goes sometimes. I think it's a smack in the face to anyone that's played this game and competed at any level because that's something that's not clearly with only 23 ever done very very commonly. So so it's it's extremely disappointing although I do understand it. And like I said with the lack of his, you know, innings over the last 6 or 8 months lack of throws on that arm I understand it, but are you, is your career over if you go up to 100 pitches? Even if you go out in the eighth and try to chase it. I mean, all, all that's going to be is, at, at that point, that's going to either be a walk or a hit or a quick out. In my mind, I don't I don't think you're going to have an, you know, a 12-pitch at bat and then it's like a pop-up or something. You know what I mean? At that point, like, I'm in. I'm in this. I'm going to go for it. Uh, it's just it's it's really disappointing and i do understand it's a long season it's a marathon kershaw has had his injury issues for sure but you don't do that to the game of baseball in my mind i'm just i'm i'm very disappointed in the culture surrounding pitch counts like i i I understand that there's so much money invested in these arms. I understand that. I understand that the health of these guys, who these teams are investing so much money in, is paramount to yeah. historical feats such as this. I, I understand that. But like you mentioned, would his career be over if he went up to 100 pitches? His pr- Prior to Wednesday, his longest outing of the year was 75 pitches in a sim game. Which was last week. Mm -hmm. Are you really telling me that Clayton Kershaw, a guy who has been around the block, isn't capable of, at the very least, starting the eighth inning just to see where it takes him? And if he makes it through the eighth quickly, are you really telling me did he can't his, go another 15. Did his career is coming to an end? It's, 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 why are you here? Why did you come back? And, and that's a legitimate question. He could have retired. Why are you back? Why did you come back to the Dodgers? At your age, you've accomplished anything you need to accomplish. You're a Hall of Famer. Kershaw is going to be a Hall of Famer. Kershaw is going to go down as one of the best Dodger pitchers ever. Why are you back? Is it not to prove that you can still do this at an elite level at your age with your track record? Is it not to prove that you can still be at the front of a rotation? You talk about guys that can hit in that lineup. You got Buxton who's off to a crazy start. You've got Correa. You've got Sano. Guys can hit. You're working your way through this lineup. What are you here for? Why are you still playing? For moments like that. 
for opportunities like that. And it's not fair for you to automatically say that if he goes 105 pitches and, and pitches this perfect game, that the Dodgers have no chance of winning the World Series and he has no chance of playing a healthy season? Why? You're telling me the adrenaline of a the, the 24th ever perfect game can't get you over those last 8 or 10 pitches? Why are you here? This is not this isn't a puzzle that you can just solve that you can figure out. The whole season is just put it together. This is why the Rays haven't won. Right? That mentality only works for so long. I I'm trying to imagine if Vin Scully was still in the booth and how he would narrate that. An old school guy that's probably seen anything and everything across this game. It's a disgrace. It's embarrassing. I'd be embarrassed. It's not Dave Roberts' uh, first time doing such a thing. Uh, Got a little note here. Since 1901, only two pitchers have been pulled after seven-plus perfect innings. Rich Hill on June 10th in 2016 and Clayton Kershaw. April 13th of this year. The Dodgers manager in both of those games, Dave Roberts. Rich Hill is pissed. You remember those highlights of him yep. being pissed in the dugout, fighting with, with Dave, slamming bats around? That's a competitor. I think Clayton Kershaw is a stud. I think Clayton Kershaw has earned everything that you can earn in a pitching career. but I'm questioning the competitiveness at this point. Why are you here? Just to just to milk your way through the regular season and hope that you can, you know, get a ring out of this? The only thing I can really think of is that maybe his long-term, his long play here is to get a ring that nobody can question. That's that's really nice. And even yeah. at that point, if the Dodgers if you really kind of zoom out and look at the big picture here even if they do win the world series this year you know that it's just going to be well they just they just buy every mvp and, and throw them into the lineup the narrative the narrative is always going to be that way like for some teams point, like this at some point clayton you just got to go out and get what's yours man like if the if your team wins a world series great another ring for the finger but people are still going to question it like this is a smack <laughs> in the face dude this is a smack in the face to any kid that's that's chased the dream as long as as long as he could, just like we did, and came up short. This is a smack in the face to any any catcher that puts in hours and hours of studying the the opposition's lineup, putting hours of work in in bullpens with your staff. It's a smack in the face, dude. It's Horrible for baseball. 80 pitches over seven innings. That comes out to 11.4 pitches. You can probably... Let him go one more. You can probably extrapolate that and say, based on how efficient he was with the 13 Ks, he's, he's probably not... 
he's probably not going to go much higher than that average. Yeah. So you you give me twenty, let's say twenty five pitches, little more than a little more than twice. You're telling me Clayton Kershaw can't throw one hundred and five pitches for a perfect game. What I mean, what does it do like that? that there's so much positive impact when that happens. There's so much you're you're etched in stone forever next to complete legends. And you give that moment to your entire squad, everyone in the dugout, everyone on the field. You robbed us of potentially a great moment, a great diving play. You robbed us of of that opportunity. If you go out in the eighth, you give up a knock after eight pitches, 10 pitches, 12 pitches. We're tipping our cap to Kershaw for everything he's been through in the last eight months. We're tipping our cap to him saying, despite all the stuff you've been through the last eight months, you gave it a run. You came up short, but hell yeah, I'm here for that. I turn on Dodgers games when you're pitching because of that. I'm not really interested in watching it anymore. If Dave Roberts is just going to be out there with a freaking calculator and a pitch counter, I'm 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 good. I think I think my frustration stems not from Dave Roberts presumably playing puppet and being told, "All right, this is this is what we're doing with Kershaw and him just following through on that." My frustration even really isn't necessarily with it it doesn't lie with Kershaw either. I'm, while I am frustrated in in different ways, Respectively for both of those guys, I'm I'm more I'm with you. I'm frustrated with what baseball is now. It's just the culture surrounding, yep. specifically surrounding pitch counts, and just the the quarterback treatment that we're giving these pitchers. It's like yeah. let let it eat just a little, please, yeah. for the sake of baseball. Yep. I'm. I don't want to see starting pitching dwindle down. To what I feel like it's already down the road, it's already headed down where you're going to maybe get three or four innings out of the guy to open up the game. And then you're going to have a couple long reliefs in the middle. And then maybe you're an eight or nine guy it, to close it out. Yeah. That's not baseball. No. It's not baseball. Nope. And what you said about the quarterback treatment is, is arguably the best, most accurate thing I've heard. It's true. It. <laughs> If we want to look at, at football and, and say, you know, what has fans pissed off? That's a little bit of that. doesn't feel like football as much because everything's a flag, right? Quarterbacks can't get hit during practice. Quarterbacks can't get hit below the knees. They can't get any contact to the helmet or it's a 15-yard penalty. It's soft. This, it's an exact easy translation to the baseball side of things. This is soft. This is soft. You're at the highest level. You're not a kid that's 12 years old who already threw the first game of the tournament and now you're in championship game in the Sunday and you're exhausted. I get that. 12-year-old, is it worth ruining his entire future? Probably not. Kershaw's future is not that wide. We don't have a whole lot of room left. Go for it. Go for it and give every member 
on that Dodgers team a chance to be a part of history. To witness that. Get, do it for every fan that's in that crowd. To witness that. They're in Minnesota, right? Yeah. Why not? You have Minnesota fans getting their, watching their team just get absolutely bombarded by guys that have been slumping. Bellinger finally getting over the slump, right? Max Muncy finally getting over the slump. What else are we here to root for? To see history. How cool of a moment would that have been to watch Minnesota fans stand up and applaud one of the greatest to ever do it for giving max effort? But no. The analytics in our game have gotten out of control. And this is a, this is a perfect example. Stop treating this game like a math equation. It's exhausting and it's boring. And that it's and it's highly highly embarrassing because I I've, I've had friends that aren't baseball fans really asking me, "What do you think of this?" It's pretty embarrassing. I agree. And I love this game and it's being ruined because of crap like this. Nate, we got to talk about Vladimir Guerrero Jr.'s night from Wednesday. But before we do that, I want you to tell me a little bit about uh, my favorite bubble gum. Big League Chew. Founded by former left-handed pitcher Rob Nelson, Big League Chew started from humble beginnings in the Portland Mavericks bullpen in 1977. For more than 40 years, the iconic pouch is packed with shredded, flavorful bubble gum has become the number one shredded gum of athletes everywhere. Big League Chew has sold more than 900 million pouches and is designated as the Hall of Fame bubble gum. Grab some gum and head to Big League Chew's social media channels at Big League Chew on Twitter and at Big League Chew Gum on Instagram to show off your big league bubbles. You can also find a list of retailers or purchase any of their products directly from their website at bigleaguechew.com. Big League Chew. Big League Chew. Uh, and a big league hitter in Vladimir Guerrero Jr. Four for four on Wednesday Different. night. Three tanks, four ribbies. And uh, this was in the midst of a uh, game in which he had his hand stepped on by a one Aaron Hicks. Yeah. Drew blood, blood on his uniform. Not, just not a good situation to be in. Totally understand, understandable if you get pulled, but he was quoted uh, after the game as saying something along the lines of, I told uh, I told the guys that there was no chance I was getting pulled out. And, you know, good for you. I mean, it's... We just got done talking about a guy. Uh, this isn't going to turn into a Clayton Kershaw slander hour, but we just got done talking about a guy who was pulled from a game because it's early in the season. But then on the flip side, you got a guy who has his hand spiked. Yeah. And it's like, okay, you're what, five, six, seven games in the season? Totally understandable if you just want to like cool it, make sure, make sure you get right for yep. games moving forward. Who has... A lot of future left in his career. A lot at stake. And he's like, yeah, no, like we're in the Bronx. Uh, I'm going to continue to show out and show yeah. out. He did uh, again, four for four, three bombs. Uh, is it safe to say, Nate, that uh, 
Vladimir Guerrero Jr. is the most recent father of uh, Garrett Cole. I mean, there's a lot of them out there, but... Honestly, I mean, yeah, it's just like, it's... That's just... I watched every pitch of that game. The only thing Cole did wrong was that first home run. It was a slider up that kind of spun. And he hit it to center field. And Hicks thought he had robbed it. Then it slipped out of his glove and went over. Other than that, I mean, the second home run was five inches inside at 97. I don't even understand how, like, that's insane. We pulled his hands in, and he just absolutely barreled it into the bullpen. The next time up was uh, 0-2 fastball that just, like, emergency swing, double down the right field line. Then you have Loisega, who's one of the nastiest dudes in all of baseball from bullpens, coming in with like a 95, 96 mile an hour sinker at, at his back knee. It's just, it's, it's a better job of hitting. It's not anything else. As far as Garrett Cole goes, he was on. He didn't do anything wrong last night. His line was five and two thirds, he only gave up four hits. One walk in six Ks. Like he was doing fine for his second start of, you know, this ramp up period for pitchers. I'll take that line any day. It was just that Vlad is Vlad. And this was this was showing who he is and what he's capable of. Because those are not home runs for anyone else. I'm sorry. The way he pulled his hands in for both of those fastballs in is absurd. I'll give him that slider that hung his first A-B. But other than that, that was just a better job of hitting. The the calls for a premature MVP award to be handed out were, were a plenty <laughs> last night. And rightfully yeah. so. I mean, have a night, Vladdy Jr. Uh, but it... <laughs> Again, small sample size here, but it kind of goes against what I was saying when we were making our preseason picks and predictions and all that. And I said, I just don't know how Vladdy. I mean, he's going to come out mash. There's no, there's no debate in that. But sure. it, it just, yeah. it really made me wonder. It, like to go inside the mind of Vladdy, and you you put up the numbers in the season that you did last year, and you don't you don't really come away with anything to show for it. Yeah. Like flirted I mean, with triple crown stuff. Flirted with triple crown was in the MV, obviously in the MVP discussion was really either him or Shohei. And you don't come away with anything really. Yeah. I just don't know how that affects you going into the following season, but <laughs> clearly he's, he's found a way to ramp it up even more. And I, I think there's a good likelihood that we somehow, believe it or not, see something even more impressive than what we saw last year. Yeah. He's capable of it. It's You can see it. The dude is just is a raw, talented, natural hitter. Could end up being better than his dad ever was. His dad's a Hall of Famer. So I think the talent is there. And, and like, I mean, it's just, it doesn't matter who is pitching. 
I know the narrative is Garrett Cole. Yeah, blah, blah, blah. Like he's had, he's been terrible since this moment that you, that's what you tweeted, right? He's been terrible since Boston. Hasn't that's, been the same. It's three starts. So and a three start stretch for anybody, anytime can be bad. Am I wrong? I get it. No, I, I think, I think it's clear that he's, he's dealing with confidence issues. I'm not arguing that, but I'm, that's why I read his line. His line wasn't even bad. It's not even bad. Like, and it's, there's only one pitch that you would redo, and it's that slider. Everything else was money. A fastball that's this far in for for 98 at your belt, that's just like tip your cap. And you can see, I mean, he that's what he said um, post-game stuff. I yeah, pulled he said some if, of you the quotes. A, if you had a cap, you'd tip it too. My goodness. I don't think the Yankees are paying Garrett Cole a billion dollars to to be making comments like this after games. It is what it is, dude. This is the way it goes sometimes. This is the way it goes. This is what baseball is. And it's the same argument for, you know, the Twins and the Dodgers. The Twins would have tipped their cap the same way if Kershaw pulled that off. It's just that's how it goes sometimes. And you could use that same argument and say the Twins front office isn't paying all this money to an entire lineup to get no hit or perfect game against, you know what I'm saying? So I get your argument, but this is how games go. This is how talent goes. Sometimes I know how baseball works because this argument only is for Garrett Cole. This argument is only for the Yankees. And this is what pisses me off and it's fine. I get it. There's a lot of pressure. There's a lot of expectations for the Yankees. There's a lot of expectations for Garrett Cole. We're not having this conversation with any other pitcher. At all, especially in April. Yeah, because no other pitcher is getting paid half a billion dollars to do what he does. Money goes everywhere, dude. Money goes everywhere. Money goes everywhere. No one pays Mike Trout a ton of money to only play 40 games a year. But no one talks about that. It's the narrative. It's who you want to hate on. And I get it. You either love or hate the Yankees, and that's fine. That's the way it is. That's the way it's always been. That's the way it always will be. All I'm saying is that that line is a pretty good game for his second outing of the year against that lineup. Vladdy is just Vladdy. He's not. You, you know what? You're right. I, uh, I'm not going to argue anymore. All I'm going to say is. I get it. I see what you're saying. I'm not happy either. I'm not saying I'm happy losing that game. It was devastating. It sucks. I'm more Yankee. pissed off about the Yankees' offense than what Garrett Cole did last night. Yeah, you heard it here first, folks. Yankee fans are unraveling a week into the season. It's Get all downhill. Here, it's all downhill. That's why here. that's I can't do this anymore. It's ridiculous to just point out Yankees guys because they make this bag and they do this. It's ridiculous. That's a good line. It was a good game. Vlad was just better and literally like single-handedly won that game. Yes, but here's you keep going back to this like nobody nobody gets the same kind of scrutiny. Garrett Cole should be of all the guys in the league should be receiving the highest level of scrutiny and should be held to the highest standard for his craft and what he does and what it what he's able to do performance-wise. And if he doesn't live up to those things, then a conversation needs to be had. That's all I'm saying. 
No, it's not under this microscope for anyone else. That's I my understand. point. Nobody else should be and under that microscope. Why not? Why can't Scherzer in across the street be under that microscope? DeGrom, Mike not, Trout, guys that have massive contracts to big Garrett teams Cole's with high expectations that don't perform, don't get the same kind of scrutiny as Yankees players do. That's the truth. That's a guaranteed fact. Well, Mike, it's, it's statistically... Because everyone wants to talk noise about Giancarlo Stanton. Dude's lived up to his contract. I'm fine with the well, way he's playing. Well, it, it took him a while. It took him a while. Not yeah, really. If you look at the numbers, he's fine. Ever since he came on board, he's been fine. It's different. The microscope is smaller and more focused on Yankees players. And that is a fact. We ignore everything else. We ignore everything else across the board for other teams. If Garrett Cole said, I'm done after 80 pitches and he had a perfect game going, burn the city down. Burn it down. Uh, now, I'll give you that. If Garrett Cole was in that situation, all of the hate would be targeted towards him. Exactly. Whereas, whereas, whereas Clayton LA, Kershaw, I get like, it. I get it. Clayton because, Kershaw has earned more than Garrett Cole. I'm not here sure. to say that they're on the same level. And more hate was targeted towards Roberts. I, I will give you that. Exactly. That's what I'm trying to say is that it's centralized. But instead of us just saying, Vladdy had a night, we have to say he's Garrett Cole's daddy? Why? It's it's just the way it goes. Garrett Cole missed <laughs> one pitch. I didn't say that. I just I threw out the question. All I'm saying is that let's start scrutinizing other people besides the Yankees players. That's all I'm asking. That's what's exhausting for me. I don't have any Yankees friends, by the way. I have one friend that I text sometimes during a game, but more often than not, he's just working. I have no one else. Everyone else I talk to about baseball just dumps on everything wrong with the Yankees. It's exhausting. Look elsewhere because there are problems everywhere. All right, you, no, no, everywhere. You're right. You're right. I'm gonna start. I'm. I'm gonna start scrutinizing other pitchers. You're right. Can you send me a list of pitchers that have the same contract as Garrett Cole? And then I don't I'll know. There. There's a boatload of money going towards Trevor Bauer, and he just beats women. So, wow. We're not giving any scrutiny that way, right? We're giving uh, more scrutiny to a guy that is playing than a guy that isn't playing. We're well, giving more scrutiny to a guy that's actually trying to work through stuff versus a Mike Trout who plays barely ever. He's the greatest player of all time. Show me on a regular basis then. Does anyone else get that did anyone else get that title? Does anyone say that Garrett Cole is the greatest of all time? No, but that's what the Yankees had to spend to steal him away from the Angels. So they spent it. It's it's a, it's a lose-lose at all times when it comes to Yankees. That's just the truth. That's it's the a lose-lose. I get it. All I'm saying is that you you're mad when they don't spend money. You're mad when they give a Garrett Cole too much money. You're mad when Giancarlo gets too much money and he doesn't live up to the contract. Whoa, whoa, whoa. For the record, that's not me. I'm not mad that they spend money. That's the comment, though. That's the narrative, right? Anytime it's it's about the Yankees, it's, well, they're not spending money to go win a contract or go win a series, right? They're not spending the money to go get it. They're not getting the free agents. 
Okay, now they spend all the money and they finally win a ring. You're just going to say it's just because of the payroll, just like they did in the 90s and early 2000s. I never, I've never said the payroll thing. I'm saying in general. I'm saying anyone that hates on the oh, Yankees. That's fair. Okay. It's either about the payroll when they do succeed. It's about them not spending money when they don't succeed. It's about their guys not living up to the contract when they do finally sign somebody for a big contract. It's ridiculous. Enough. The Yankees are just another baseball team. Their expectations are just as high as any other front office and organization. It just is what it is. I think this was Vladdy's night. I don't care if Garrett Cole gave up three bombs because the rest of the line looks pretty good. That's my argument. That's what I'm sticking to. So attack other players. People besides Yankees for once, for once, not no. you. I'm saying baseball fans. It's okay. You can hate the Yankees as much as you want, but don't use those arguments only for Yankees players. Use it for other guys. No, you're right. I just hope Garrett Cole picks out something nice for Vladdy for Father's Day. Nate, did you say seat? Let's talk about SeatGeek. It's the answer to all your ticket needs. Are you looking for tickets? Unreal! Do you, have, do you have plans of friends or family to make it to an upcoming game or concert? Or are you even looking months ahead to nail down a date to get tickets before they sell out? With SeatGeek, you can find tickets to games, concert shows, and even theater performances. Yes, Nate, theater performances. With just a few easy clicks, we're making it even better for you if you're a first-time user SeatGeek. Next time you add some tickets to your cart, use our promo code. What's our promo code, Nate? DTD? No, it was DTD. It's it's uh it, it, it's new. Hmm. If you've been if you've been with us for a while, it, it shouldn't be new. But uh, no, it's not takers. It's the the number three, the number zero take pod. That's the three zero take pod. Thirty? No, we're not the thirty take pod. We're the three zero take pod at checkout to save twenty dollars instantly off your first purchase as a first time user. That's all you got to do to save some of that. Codard Cash. Enter promo code the three zero take pod at checkout. My last uh, thing to say here. Oh I'll wrap my! Up. No, yeah. Unreal. I'm doing it. No, I'm doing it. Same thing with with Aaron Judge's extension. the The argument is just about Aaron Judge. It's about the Yankees and what's going wrong. You have plenty of other guys that deserve to get paid that shut down their extensions and said no. Xander Devers, two of them that deserved just as big of a bag that said no. So all I'm saying, the scrutiny needs to be spread across the league. It's getting old. That's all. That's it. Keep hating on the Yankees as much as you want. It fuels me as a fan. I'm sure it probably fuels a lot of those players too. I don't know. But all I'm saying is that if you're going to look through that lens, Move that lens across the league all over the place and you'll find the same damn problems. Rant over. Sorry, I'm just trying to figure out who the Yankees play on June 19th. If it's the Blue Jays, I'm going to I'm going to lose it. You got to be kidding me, dude. The Yankees play the Blue Jays on Father's Day. I mean, how more fitting can that be? <laughs> wow, I'm gonna tune in for that matchup. I, I hope I hope Garrett picks out something nice. 
Uh, Nate, let's but talk for about Vladdy. I'm going to say all credit. Seriously, all argument aside, Vladdy is is dope. He earned that night. It wasn't given to him. He did his thing. That I think that makes the argument even better. Garrett Cole was on his stuff. He only missed with one pitch, and Vladdy still went four for four and had a night of nights. The dude is a stud. He's going to do his thing. Fact that he stays through with the cut finger, like that shows me the mentality. The Blue Jays just have this. This the switch has been flipped for them. Look out for the Blue Jays. Both of us have them going deep in the postseason, don't we? Yeah. Which, by the way, some guy I meant to tell you, I didn't text you. Some guy commented on the post the other day and said, uh, "What he he said something along the lines of like these are terrible takes. The Braves aren't going anywhere." And I'm like, <laughs> "We both have the Braves in the World Series, yeah. guy. What are we talking about?" Yeah. Anyway, that just proof that people just don't read. Yeah. Uh, let's talk about Brian Reynolds getting the extension. The Pirates really dipping into their bag and giving him a candy bar and like five bucks. Um, they're on a two. They gave him a two year extension that was announced today, Thursday. Uh, according to, according to Jeff Passan, the deal will allow both sides to avoid arbitration, and it runs through twenty twenty three. Um, and says although Reynolds cannot become a free agent until after the twenty twenty five season, since he is a Super Two eligible. Uh, with this deal, he will earn a total of thirteen and a half million over the next two years. <laughs> If I'm Brian Reynolds, I'm 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 probably a little. I want peed. out. I, like, want, I out. want out. This makes him easier to trade, in my opinion. You get, sure, yeah. Absolutely. Now they have. Now you have a guarantee, right? Now you have that guarantee. Whoever you you know, if you're trading for him, now you know that you have control for a few more years at that price. I think it makes it easier. Not to mention that contract. You're trading essentially a bag of chips. Yeah. 13 and a half over the next two years. Come on. As far as what the pirates are doing, it's clear that they're not, I don't think, I think this says we're not trying to hold on to them. They're saying, Hey, no one wants to meet our asking price for Brian Reynolds. Let's up the ante a little bit. Let's secure him for a couple more years. Again, fire your agent, Brian Reynolds. What fire your agent. This is a no demand out of Pittsburgh or play through this. And and go get a bag somewhere else. I this was a not a good deal. Not a great Pirates deal. aren't sneaky. If this was a long term <laughs> thing, if they said they wanted to build around Key Brian and Brian Reynolds, they would have been the same thing. It would have been a five or six year deal. Saying, for Hey, like, here's our yeah, this is our cornerstone for, for twelve dollars. Like yeah, a thousand bucks. <laughs> It's. I know what they're doing, and it, I think this makes it easier to trade, and it makes it easier to ask for a couple top prospects from another team yeah. when you can secure Brian Reynolds for a couple years. Yeah. And I pulled his numbers. I mean, last year, kind of recapping, 159 games, 137 were in center field. I think that's impressive. Like that's a that's a demanding position to play that much. He had 169 hits, 24 tanks, 90 ribs. An OPS of nine twelve. OPS plus of one forty six. 
That is a very valuable, tradable piece. Go get him and give something up for him because he needs to go play somewhere to compete. He was an all-star last year. He's probably going to be another one this year. Go get him. Who? Where would you pick? Primarily center field. Switch hitter, isn't he? Is he? I think he is. Um, let's see. They I say, they I say, I say Rangers. Rangers. I was gonna yeah. say they still have uh, Michael. No, a. they got uh, they they still got Michael A. Taylor Roman Center out there in Kansas City. They do. That'd be a good fit, Kansas City. Bump him out of there. Yeah. Adolis Garcia is in Texas, so that won't work. Yeah, Michael Taylor's out there in center. Yeah, no. Sorry. That experiment didn't really... Who's in center for the Tigers? Badu? Yeah. And then uh, Riley Green will be in right when he's healthy. Interesting. I would like that. I I can see the Royals. But not this year. No point in giving up all that stuff this year. Yeah, no, no. I could run at it next year or something. Phillies? Um, nah. Don't they have a little bit of a log jam out there in the outfield? Duble Herrera playing center field. Include him and then a couple prospects and go get him. Boom. Send out a Duble Herrera, Boom, and another prospect. And go get Ryan Reynolds. Brian Reynolds. Not Ryan Reynolds. Not Ryan. I mean, if he's you can available. get Ryan Reynolds, g- yeah, go good for Good looking it. guy, but he's not available. <laughs> if you can somehow work that package out, <laughs> more power to you. But uh, <laughs> no, Brian Reynolds. That's that's the guy you want to go for. And I would take any, that. If there's any Phillies front office members out there listening, Brian is the guy that you want. Can Bohm play first base? Can Bohm act? Is there some sort of like three-way trade option here maybe send Bohm to hollywood he's got the lettuce for he's got to get reynolds got a lot of lettuce good looking cat yeah there's a a lot of good looking dudes in this uh in this projected deal Bohm, ryan reynolds it it can work but again philly if you're listening you want brian reynolds not ryan reynolds Bohm, a double herrera and a prospect Maybe some cash. Throw cash at it. Some, some cold hard does. cash. Just, just throw money at it. Just I like throw, that. That's that's a good trade right there. Throw money at it. Uh, that about wraps it up for this particular episode. I know we got a little close in the book segment here. We got a few uh, miscellaneous items to run through here real quick before we wrap it up. Uh, my first one, really my only one, was uh, I just wanted to point out the fact that Pujols... He got it. Literally, got it was, well, it was like the day after you changed your tune, which, by the way, ah. I had multiple people, <laughs> multiple people in the DM saying, you can't, you, talking to you, basically just being like, you can't just flip the script like that. You got to commit to the, you got to commit to the take, which I thought you had, but then you're like, yeah, no, I don't think you can do it. Oh, no. It's just. And then he goes out there and does what he does. Yeah. Look, it. 
Let's That's just say a lot of home runs, dude. Like, I don't. Let's I don't just say know. it right here, right now. This is your last chance. If you, I'll, I'll welcome you back to the take with open arms if you want. But beyond today, can't change your mind. So okay, I'm saying it, no. Okay, he does not get it. Didn't think you didn't think you'd flip on me like that, but here we are. I'm just like the way his, his hitting mechanics have changed. He's trying to get every ounce of power with that leg kick. <sighs> I I could see maybe him getting eleven or twelve. Like Kevin Malone said. Prove me wrong. I'm down, got, though. I'm you super gotta down believe to see in, it. Got to believe in something. I'm down, but like, I uh, just, no. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to lean on the no. Because why not? Everyone else is saying yes. So I'm going to say no because of all the stuff I've already mentioned and the fact that he's 105 years old and straight heels, all Flintstone feet. <laughs> That's two straight episodes. We've uh, talked about Albert Pujols's. What is, what do they say, Batman? You're either feet. you're either the the hero, you're, or you live long enough to see yourself long. become the villain. Well, yeah. that I mean, if that's your logic, that happened. That happened with the L.A. thing. Like that was yeah. that was a while ago, yeah. and not not the Dodgers. I'm talking the Angels. People are like, really, you're gonna, gonna go out west? <laughs> so that happened a while ago. No more flip flopping. I'm saying no. That's fine. But I'm super down to see it, because why not? 700 home runs would be cool to see in our lifetime. Why not? For our I whole mean, honest, lifetime. Like, our I mean, whole lifetime, we would have seen all 700 home runs. That's cool. Yeah. I mean, honestly, if, if if why not is the mantra, why not just go for the record? Why not? Stick why, around. Retra- yeah, retract the statement. Try out a lefty swing. See play, how it looks. Play it out a couple more years. Julio Franco did it. Save the knees. That guy is just straight icing those knees after every game in the clubhouse. Oh, no doubt. But, I mean, hey, if, if you want this to be your final season, then you're going to have to kick it into gear a little bit here if you want to go for the all-time record. But it's anything's possible. There you get it going. And at, at some point, that lineup is going to start to try and win games. And I don't know if he's going to be the best option for it. That's all. I don't think he gets enough ABs. Because at some point, they're going to have to start to figure out how to win games. Anything's possible. Just ask Kevin Garnett. Anything is possible. You had some some items you wanted to wrap up here with. What do you got? Yeah, Torkelson getting his first tank with the Tigers at Happy the expense of the Sox, but it's pretty cool. It's fine. Still got the dub. Yeah. Uh, Stephen Kwan finally got his uh his uh missed baseball with a bat. At 116 pitches, that's pretty impressive. All right, swinging in the streak. That's a great streak. I think that's that's different, dude. 116. That's impressive. So here's the question, because it sounds like you were paying a little more closely attention to it. Um, hitting wise, how did he actually do? Because I feel like I just got so caught up with the streak that I'm like, what did he like? How did he actually hit? During this, he's, he's swinging it, dude. Because his he's swinging it. Yeah. His fantasy stock shot through the roof. Like his his ownership in fantasy jumped like fifty or sixty percent, like overnight almost. I mean, we could look up numbers. I mean, he's he's doing his thing. He's hitting five twenty six, ten for nineteen, triple two doubles. Eight walks. 
That's, an OPS uh, of 1392. OPS plus of 302. That's pretty good. So he's swinging it, dude. He's doing his thing. I like him. And he's not big. He's listed at 5'9", 170. I think that's probably generous. It's pretty good. I love it. Pretty good. What else you got? Um, I uh, know you put it on the story, but that Brett Phillips moment was like, uh, I kind, I teared up. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, I did. I'm not going to lie. I teared up. Like, that's so cool, man. It's just like he's so in tune with, with stuff like that. And like, it's just another example as to why it's bigger than baseball. It's bigger than us. It's bigger than players. It's just like, it's a moment to give that, that little girl, like, you know, and for those unfamiliar with the story, um, he had met this little girl who had cancer and she's, um, you know, kind of fighting through it now. And she was at the game and before the game, she had given Brett one of her wristbands that, you know, basically says fighting against cancer and has her name. And, uh, yeah, and like while they're interviewing her, he hits a tank. And after the game, he's oh, talking yeah, about, he's yeah. like, that's one of the hardest hit balls I've ever had in my career. Yeah. And he starts tearing up and he's like, it's just, things are just bigger than a game. Things yeah. are just bigger in that moment. But like, you know, the fact that he's, it's just cool, man. He's tapped in and like, I love that. I love when players show that and they understand that. And like, yeah. With that, what was the one, uh, couple months ago with the with the kid that pulled the Aaron card uh Aaron Judge card that was like really rare and then he got to meet Aaron Judge and Aaron Judge like signed it for him and took pictures with him mm-hmm. like it's just like there's stuff that means so much to these kids that like I love that you know but it's so cool cuz it's just perspective on like <laughs> you know a bad day for a big leaguer is is not doing well at the plate or not doing well on the mound like a bad day for you know, kids watching is, is way, way worse. Yeah. So just to give her that moment, I, th- I thought that was really cool. Um, Juan Soto getting to a hundred. I mean, finally, sheesh, took him, took him long enough. If you didn't, if you didn't know that he hit his hundredth home run and you follow him on Instagram, you probably know now because that man shared every <laughs> celebratory post that anybody tagged him in. Let's go. Why Within not? a 24 hour period, which uh, not a knock against it. I would do the same thing. I just thought it was funny. Cause like, you know, like on the story, when you, when you see like the little notches for each story yeah, and they just get the smaller movie. and smaller, it was like specs, dude. through all of them. Specs. Yeah. There were so many. I was like, this is, uh, this is informative. Yeah. Well, that's like cool. This. Yeah. I mean, the, it's, this is a first of many, many milestones he'll cross. He is unreal. Un- unreal but yeah congratulations to him and then uh uh Alyssa Nakin for the Giants making a little appearance first time ever for a woman to be uh on the field during a major league game coaching first base I think the first base coach got or third base coach got tossed for something I didn't even see why they got tossed but she slid into uh coach first base it's cool because just like she was like she was a cool cat about it she was like I'm just trying to help my team win. Like whatever. I don't, this doesn't, you know, it's a great moment, but like I, I have a job to do and like, we're trying to win ball games. I'm like, let's go. I like that. Dope mentality. So yeah, cool stuff this week. Good week. Good week of baseball. Good week here. Good stuff going down. Yeah. Let's keep it. That's all I got though. That's all I got. 
All right. Well, see you guys on Monday. Monday. Yep. Don't go chasing curveballs. We love y'all, and as always, looking forward to talking more baseball with you guys soon. Until next time, stay filthy.